Welcome to Natural Aid Inspired Radio, coming to you from Wild County, Colorado, a right-to-farm community in the heartland of America. Providing real solutions for healthy living, get back to basics, defend your right to health, big pharma, big insurance, big food needs a big overhaul. Naturally Inspired Radio, helping people feel good so they can do what they love for longer. Hello, and welcome to your Tuesday edition of Naturally Inspired Radio. How are you all doing today? It is a gorgeous day in northern Colorado. The sun is out. It is still cold, though. (laughs) It's still cold. I think it's cold like everywhere. But um, nonetheless, the sun is out, and that is a good thing. There is so much going on in the news, as usual. Did you know that your favorite uh, supervillain billionaires are up to no good, I'm sure, but they're there in Davos meeting. I've quite enjoyed the clips I've seen coming out of Rebel News, where uh, Rebel News reporters are chasing down people like John Kerry, asking questions, and uh, their bodyguards are bullying the reporters. Um, Good on Rebel News for, for hanging in there. And trying to get some answers, even though there's no, <laughs> these guys aren't talking. They aren't talking. They're just uh, headed to their so important, you know, oh, they're so important, these people, so important that they can take jets all over and not worry about their carbon footprint at all. But, um, you know, we all, we all have to worry about ours. Everyone, you know, they're concerned about our two or three cows in the pasture, that's for sure but not so concerned about their flights all over the world. That was John Kerry being approached by uh, Rebel News that I saw. And, you know, there's the, the same old, same old rhetoric starting hot right out the gate, I tell you. They're starting right in, Klaus Schwab introducing the whole thing. And uh, interesting that he would acknowledge there's some division there's there's some division in in the world today. No, really? You think maybe when you're trying to lock us all down and change the way we live and, uh, you know, uh, force inject us and all of the things that we've been going through over the last four years, you think, you think there might be some division. Hmm. Interesting. That's for sure. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. So we're going to open up talking about Klaus Schwab how he welcomed everybody to the World Economic Forums. What is this thing? You know, like really, what is this thing? Nobody elected these people. Uh, They just all seem to have billions of dollars and they take over this town and uh, they sit there and they craft ideas about how they can make their lives better and make ours worse. And that's literally what happens there. Yet it's permitted to happen. And uh, then they they all kind of go their separate ways and they try to, to uh, force their agendas upon us so they can make more money. It's just incredible, incredible that this thing goes on. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we'll head into another clip from the World Economic Forum where this gentleman uh, continues to push the agenda for programmable currency. I think it's really important that we focus a little bit on this because we still have some people that seem to think, we already have digital money. What do you mean? I mean, basically, we do everything digitally anyway. You have a digital bank account, don't you? These people... I just find it so hilarious, really, that they they think they really got one up on you. You know, they think you tell them something about CBDCs and and uh, the direction of digital currency, and they they just think they're so much smarter than you. And they tell you, well, we already have digital money. <laughs> no, oh my goodness, no, um, that is not the whole story there when it comes to uh, centralized digital currency. Um, It's more about programmable currency. So we'll see what this uh, gentleman has to say about programmable uh, currency. And then we'll talk more about how that would impact our lives. Because I think that message really does need a little bit more focus. Um, People aren't quite understanding that. And then um, next up, we're going to talk about scientific fraud. This scientific fraud has been going on so long. Um, A lot of people think that this is new, that this has just happened with COVID, that, you know, this was about uh, COVID and, and, uh, you know, maybe it, maybe they're, they've got enough knowledge to know that it was about the vaccine race or this particular product, but really um, science has been, uh, 
corrupted for a long time. And it occurred to me when I interviewed uh, David Rasnick with a PhD, he's got a life of, uh, you know, working in science, I think over 40 years. Um, he set out with a passion for science to make a difference in people's lives. You know, he wanted to discover things. He wanted to uh, contribute to the, the the world with solutions. And what he ended up finding out quite quickly was that science wasn't what he thought it was. And the people like David Rasnick have been working in the field of science, trying to work in the field of science. And what I discovered through our conversation, and you can listen to it on Naturally Inspired Podcast, of course. But what I discovered during that uh, conversation was profound, which was that there was a whole bunch of brilliant people that were working within the science system and could never really bring their innovation or ideas to market because of the way that science was funded and the way that corporations had a stronghold over what got developed and what didn't. And this is something we should be we should be really concerned about because how many cures have we missed out on? How much information have we missed out on it that would have led us to better health solutions? Cuz that's the truth of the matter. There's a lot of stuff that's been suppressed and I'm excited to see on Twitter and other places that, you know, more and more uh, mainstream doctors that were working in mainstream uh, medicine are now kind of pushed out of mainstream medicine for their dissenting opinions on things, um, have now kind of been like, oh, wait a minute, what else is there here? So it's been kind of fun to see some of those people go, oh my gosh, did you know about sweet wormwood? Did you know about, you know, antifungal medications, right? Antifungal herbs, rather, or supplements that can help people. What exactly are, where is disease coming from? You know, they're kind of rethinking. They're kind of rethinking um, the possibilities that may have been suppressed in the past and, and the thinking about things they didn't know. So it's exciting and we should we should welcome that discussion and we should bring everybody into it because the more people talking about it, asking for it, looking for different solutions, the faster we're going to change this broken paradigm of what they call health care, which isn't, of course, as we always say on here, it's disease care, right? All they do is manage your disease. Nobody's looking for the cause of anything. Nobody's looking for solutions, really. They're just looking to keep you connected to the pharma model and string you along until you have another issue that is most likely caused from the initial pharma assault and on and on and on. So we're going to dive into that. I've got a great article actually from The Guardian, if you can believe it. Um, and this is a few years old, but it's talking about the different scandals and misconduct that takes place in the academic world. And uh, of course, that's our higher institutions too. We need to look at where the money, see, it's all tied in, you know, it's all tied in. We need to look at our higher institutions because guess who's funding them? It's pharma. You know, they've got, they've got their talons into media. They've got their talons into uh, higher education. They've got their talents in, in, talents in insurance. They've got their talons in our health. It's all intertwined. Our health topic today, I'm going to continue on with autoimmune issues. We We're going to dive into why these cases are up. What are the possible causes and what to do about it? And then, of course, we're going to leave you with something inspired because this is Naturally Inspired Radio. We're going to go on into a little bit of deeper understanding of this thing called the fourth turning and your role in it. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tammy Casper garcia from Naturally Inspired Nutrition. We can help you build a lifestyle, not a diet. Together, we will discover unlocking your food stories, building a food philosophy, eating food for medicine. We'll use a simple swap system. We will use an easy transformation system and there'll be no more diets necessary. Naturally Inspired Nutrition, helping people feel good so they can do what they love for longer. Get more information or book today at naturallyinspirednutrition.com. 
Have a comment or a question for Tammy? Call or text her at 877-536-1360. That's 877-536-1360. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. We're back. You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. Hey, if you haven't heard about the Naturally Inspired Health Summit, I'm here to tell you about it. It's going to be happening in Loveland, Colorado at the ranch. That's right off of I-25. It's super convenient. Um, we've got a wonderful space there. And uh, you, there's many ways that you can participate. If you go to naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com, you can see all the different ways. You can partake as a vendor. So if you have a product or a service that you would like to bring uh, to our audience and to our community, this is the spot for you. We want to help connect you to your uh, clients, to your um, customers to to the people that align with what you're offering. So be, consider becoming a vendor. We would love to have you. We You can just attend the um, event as general admission. You can buy yourself a VIP seat, which I highly recommend. Um, VIP is a little different this year. It's, it gets you your own designated seat. So you don't have to worry about leaving your seat to go visit a vendor and then, you know, giving it up. You, you, you'll be able to have a designated seat. That, that VIP ticket also gets you coffee and water service. So it's a little more comfortable. And then, of course, we have tables available. So if you wanted to bring your whole office, say you have a, a clinic, you know, a, pra, a, a functional medicine clinic, and you want to just bring the whole office, we can provide you with a table and, you know, put your company sign on the table and you'll have uh, right close to the stage seating and you'll have that space reserved for your whole um, organization. So just some different options this year. And then of course, we are looking for sponsors. Um, if this message, you know, resonates with you and you want to, uh, you know, show your support, we would love to have you as a partner, as a sponsor. All you got to do is uh, send us a note. Visit naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. Uh, you can contact us here at the station at 877-536-1360. And uh, we'll be happy to connect with you in any way that uh, you're looking for. So visit naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. Okay, so Davos. Oh, my goodness. The supervillains. Seriously, you could not get. <laughs> if you were casting for a movie, you could not pick better supervillains than like Klaus Schwab and uh, uh, Noel, what is this? I always get his name wrong. Noah Harari, right? Yoel Noah Harari. These two are just like somebody plucked them out of an Austin Powers movie. I tell you, <laughs> they have the accents and everything. Take a listen. Uh, this is Klaus Schwab opening up at the uh, World Economic Forum meeting. Today, we stand really at the unique juncture in human history, facing challenges that are as diverse as they are profound. The special role of the World Economic Forum is not to look just at one single issue. It is a place where at the beginning of the year we come together to analyze the state of the world in a systemic and strategic way, and hopefully to find common ground to generate positive impact. Geopolitically, our world, as my friend and colleague said, Berge Brende, geopolitically, our world is more interconnected, yet paradoxically, more divided and fragmented than ever. More divided and fragmented than ever. Well, geez, hmm, I think you predicted that. I mean, if you go back and you listen to the last time they met, uh, I believe it was Klaus Schwab that said, uh, this, is a, this is a side effect of forcing, of forcing, right? Um, they told us that they were going to force change, and that the result of forcing change was going to be um, 
where we're going to have to deal with more hostile people. That, that's that's what they said last meeting at Davos. I believe it was Klaus Schwab that said it. Uh, and so now he's opening up the ceremony and saying, oh, it's paradoxical. Right? We just we can't figure out why it's so divided. Um, so, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you can't really make this stuff up again. He, he then says, so it's a unique time in history. Right. And actually, later in the show, we're going to talk about how it really isn't unique. Um, that we can trace back our history in 80-year blocks. And in each 80-year block, there are 20 20-year periods in each 80-year block. So four periods of 20 years that they call a turning, also known as a generation, right? So there's four generations that make up the 80-year block in history. And if you look at the patterns going back, we are actually right on schedule. We are in the final block of the 80-year period, and we are in the crisis block. So it's interesting, you know, that he, he uh, it's, it, it is a unique, he uses un- the, the word unique. It is a unique um, time period that we're in in the sense that some of the, the variables that we're encountering are new, not been dealt, dealt with before. We've dealt with war before, we've dealt with conflict, you know, all of these, these types of things, um, a, a recession, depression, we've dealt with financial crisis, but we have new variables in the sense that we're dealing with another uh, big spike if you will, in technology. We are dealing with the dehumanization of humans. And I'm not sure any of us could have predicted that in the way that it's unfolding. So in that sense, I guess he's right, you know, that it is unique. But um, ultimately, there's a rise and fall through history that can be uh, completely uh, tracked historically. And that should bring some peace, a little bit of peace to us. We'll dive more into that um, later in the show. But um, everyone should be watching the World Economic Forum videos as they come out on YouTube. Of course, they're, you know, free reign on YouTube. I can't be on YouTube, but, you know, Klaus Schwab can be. <laughs> they all can be there. They're the uh, billionaires of the World Economic Forum pretty much run YouTube. So, you know, their videos are there. And I noticed today as I was viewing a few of them uh, that there's only a couple of hundred views on some of the videos. And if if people were listening to what these billionaires have planned for your future, they certainly would have more to say, I think. But instead, what happens is the information trickles down and it gets into the hands of the news spinners like uh, you know CNN and such, and uh, they just spin it for you, and then people think that's the truth, and that's that's what the World Economic Forum is actually doing. So I would suggest watching it firsthand and listening to the words themselves. This man was talking about programmable currency uh, on stage over there at the World Economic Forum, and I think it's good that people hear this from the horse's mouth because this is the plan. Think about it; it isn't just digital banking, okay? This is programmable currency, much different. Take a listen to this clip. The benefits of digital money, there are huge potential gains. It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates. You could have, as I argue in my book, a potentially better, and some people might see it, or a darker world where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable. The government decides. Did you hear that part? So the government gets to decide if you can purchase things that they deem valuable or not. Um, That could be a problem, I would think, considering what we've been through the last four years, uh, we can all agree that we don't always agree with the government's decisions. Many of us don't. I think it's over 30% 
of uh, people in the in America did not agree with the government's decision because 30% of people decided not to inject themselves with an experimental injection, right? So that could create a lot of problems, I would say. If the government's telling you one thing, well, this is, this is how you're going to spend your money. Can you even imagine you go out and you build yourself a business and you make money, or you go out and you get yourself a job and you make money, or, you know, you invent something and you sell it to somebody and you make money, you know, you work, work, right? That's what we call it. Uh, you do that. And then the government says, mm, you're not buying beef today because we don't deem that valuable. We don't actually think that that's a good decision for the greater good. So your card doesn't work here. Programmable currency should be thought of almost like tokens. You get this many tokens for food. You get this many tokens for travel. You get this many tokens for clothing. You get this many tokens for, uh, you know, a home. Your tokens are divvied out as they see fit. And when you're out of tokens, then you're out of tokens. You're going to have to put something back in to get more out. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get more stake tokens. You'll just get more tokens, you know, delegated where they see that you that that you can have them when they decide what you can spend your money on. This is a mind-blowing, when you look at it like this, this is a mind-blowing type of system for somebody that, you know, has grown up in America, in, in the free West, right? To, to have the government dictate to you how you spend your money. Of course, this is all going to tie into another component of the social credit system. So maybe you'll just lose tokens for saying something that goes against the government, right? I mean, look at Canada. Canada is actively doing that right now. Anything that gets put on social media um, and Canada doesn't like it, uh, they'll take it down. They, they are looking to uh, censor podcasts now. They are censoring news stories. Uh, they are giving employers permission to look at your social media pages before you get hired to make sure you're not dissenting from anything the government says. This is Canada. And I mean, we already know here in America, I think social media has played into hiring for quite some time now. I mean, you, you, you have to be aware of the consequences of what you're putting on social media. That's for sure. But we certainly didn't uh, build in legislation or laws that permitted people to, to be able to uh, employ you or decide not to employ you based on what you're putting on social media. With a social credit score linked to your programmable currency, that's what you're looking at. It's funny because I thought we had a First Amendment for this specific type of situation, right? I thought we had a free speech First Amendment that protected us from political persecution, that protected us from the things we say so that we could still function and operate in a free society. That's what I thought the intention was here. But apparently, nobody seems to care about that anymore because really, it's all about profits. It's all about profits. It's all about power. It's all about your data control um, and how these huge corporations are colluding with government to rule over the free people of America. I mean, I don't know how anyone could be listening to me and thinking, oh, she's being inflammatory, you know, uh, she's exaggerating. What? No, I don't, I don't know how you can say that anymore. This is happening. Plug into these people and listen to what they're saying. I remember years ago when people used to question anything about the World Economic Forum and these little secret groups. Uh, 
not that the World Economic Forum is a secret group, but there's certainly other secret groups. Club of Rome. Um, there's a lot of them. Skull and Bones. All these little secret groups. They used to say, well, they don't have any bearing on the government. Well, so how come all the government politicians are there? A lot of them are. Why is that? You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Introducing Truth 360, vitamins for your skin. Support your skin chemistry with a skincare routine of quality products that have been meticulously crafted for radiant, healthy skin. Experience your skin's true potential by supporting it with all natural ingredients, free from harmful chemicals. Unveil the truth, find your glow. Visit naturallyinspiredsolutions.com forward slash skin. Call or text 970-475-4088. If you haven't visited naturallyinspiredradio.com, go there and do that. We would love it if you would sign up for our newsletter, uh, get signed up for our Substack, And if you're looking to shop for something, we'd appreciate you considering shopping with us because we are all about getting this message of real solutions for health out to the public. So if you go to naturallyinspiredradio.com and click on the shop support tab, you can see all of our featured products are there. Um, I've gotten some email questions about collagen as of recently. And uh, you can find my my preferred collagen right there if you hit the shop support tab. Okay, so um, let's get to this story about scientific fraud because this is really something uh, that I think is interesting and that people need to understand. This actually, you know, isn't new stuff. It is the way science is set up. You can't have people like pharmaceutical companies and people with agendas funding the science, quote, science, and then expect for them to find results that go against their agenda. It just doesn't happen. So if you have the, uh, you know, if you have someone who makes chemotherapy drugs funding research on chemotherapy, do you think they're going to find information about sweet wormwood that helps as a, as a solution no you're not going to so that's just an example so there's far more scientific fraud than anyone ever wants to admit despite recent scandals of research misconduct and error the academic world still seems determined just to look the other way well i wonder why they're being funded by these people. So of course they're willing to look the other way. Scientific misconduct has enjoyed some limelight. So the president of Stanford, Mark Tessier-Levine, resigned, um, this is back in July, uh, after a series of investigations exposed serious problems in his research. An independent reviewer of his work found no evidence that he falsified data himself, but concluded that his research failed standards of, quote, uh, scientific rigor and process, and that he failed to correct the record on multiple occasions. It was revealed that a scholar at Harvard Bu- Business School, Francesca Gino, was accused of having falsified research about, wait for it, <laughs> honesty. <laughs> so, so even these studies... You know, it's down to, you know, behavioral studies. Uh, it's, it's everything. If there is a product to be made from the research being conducted, it's going, it, it, you can't trust at this point, you cannot trust that the research is ethical because the products are what's funding the research. That's why we don't have research on a lot of like uh, things like psychiatric drugs versus uh, holistic uh, methods because they're not going to fund that. We have to come up with another paradigm 
to be able to fund the research that really matters. Um, there has been a ton of retractions, um, each, and they seem to be going up each year as they get caught. And it, it is, it is, uh, um, it is something that people, I think, the retractions, you know, when a retraction gets gets uh, printed, it's one-tenth of the people who read the initial fraudulent study or the incorrect study actually see the retraction. One-tenth. We're already dealing with something in the medical community where it takes 17 to 18 years for a discovery to actually get implemented into this disease care model. So if they find out, oh, this new, this new saw or this new tool in the surgical uh, you know, realm works better uh, than the one that they're currently using, it takes roughly 17 to 18 years for that thing to actually get through the system and get into the, the, the operating room. And that goes for most scientific discoveries, innovation that, you know, come into healthcare. It takes that long. So we're already up against that. So you know what's happening? Um, as more people realize and opt out of this corrupt disease care system, uh, the rich are able to pay for these new discoveries in these private clinics, in these biohacker type clinics, right? These anti-aging clinics, um, the stem cell stuff that's down in uh, Panama. The rich are able to access those solutions because they're willing to pay out of pocket for it. But everybody else is stuck with this broken hop along model, disease care model. And many don't even realize there's anything else outside of that model. And they sell that to the masses over and over and over again. And people get sicker and sicker and sicker. And more money pours into the charities that pour into the same old solutions that produce these types of results that we continue to get in this country, which is more obese, more diabetes, more disease, bad food. So it's a huge separation between who is going to be able to access real medicine, real health care. There's a huge divide. Unless, of course, the average consumer starts waking up and starts asking questions and starts taking away those dollars from this maniacal system. It's going to require sacrifice at first. I'm not saying it won't. Um, so these researchers are required sometimes in stark terms to publish papers in order to earn and keep jobs or to be promoted in the scientific field. The governments of some countries have even offered cash bonuses for publishing in certain journals. So it's really not surprising that some scientists are willing to bend the rules. They're not going to get funded if they don't. Um, they call them paper mills. Paper mills and scientific chop shops. And they sell everything from authorships to entire manuscripts. These are not merely academic matters, particularly when it comes to medical research. Fakery hurts real people. It sure does. It sure does. A specialist in critical care medicine uh, studied a blood substitute that was used in hospitals across Europe. His results, which were published between 1990 and 2009 and widely cited, suggested that the product used to help keep blood pressure and the delivery of oxygen to cells adequate was saving lives. After his fraud came to light and researchers reanalyzed all of the available data, uh, it turned out the opposite was true. The substitute was associated with acute kidney injury. Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting because I believe it was Fauci's remdesivir that performed horribly in trials, 
caused kidney failure and other issues, yet was suspiciously selected as the number one protocol to treat people with COVID-19 here in America. In fact, I think all other modalities that were available were banned. I believe I know people that tried to get uh, prescriptions filled for ivermectin and could not. So, you know, it's pretty easy to win in business if you can regulate the marketplace and then push your product and make the other products unavailable. Don't we all wish we could do that? You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. I'm Tammy Cuthbert-Garcia. I'm so glad you're joining me today. We'll be right back. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. Have a comment or a question for Tammy? Call or text her at 877-536-1360. That's 877-536-1360. Not do we have uh, products that we love available on naturallyinspiredradio.com on the shop support tab, but we also have providers that we work with. Uh, we recommend and promote real solutions for health. And so we have developed the Naturally Inspired Health Network. And when you visit naturallyinspiredradio.com, all you have to do is click on that network and you can view all of our different providers. And we're adding to that community all the time, which is super exciting because we want you to have those solutions, the real solutions for health. Okay, so uh, it's interesting following up on this uh, fraud piece on, uh, you know, fraud of science, essentially, that's what this is. It reminds me uh, of, you know, the recent discovery in the last year that, you know, psychiatric drugs are really have no benefit and that there is no such thing as a chemical imbalance in someone's brain that causes uh, a mental illness. Uh, there's a huge, huge developing community that is studying metabolic um, health when it comes to, to mental health. And I think that's kind of the new frontier that we are headed out on. And I can't wait for that information to come out because so many people have, have suffered. The, the key here is that this fraud, okay, this fraud in the science community is not limited to isolated instances, I mean, we've covered here things like factor eight, right? That was a, a pharmaceutical uh, blood product that, the, that that bear shipped overseas and knowingly knew it was tainted with HIV. These are the types of things that this industry does. And, it, it, you know, we don't even have to bring up the whole opiate crisis. The research from the beginning showed it was fraudulent that Oxycontin in particular wasn't addictive. They, 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 they contrive the evidence. If they can't find it, they just keep searching for another person in the field that will validate the claim they want to make. And we are in deep trouble because of this. I saw uh, Dr. Ladapo was on uh, Tucker Carlson recently and uh, you know he's talking about this uh these injections and how um you know the mrna uh drags in dna and this is a huge problem we are seeing different things different diseases you know this is of great concern he's speaking about this and um the the companies and the regulatory bodies they don't seem to want to acknowledge any of this stuff. They don't want to acknowledge any of it because this is a delicate little system they have going. 
right? They have capture of regulatory bodies. They have capture of uh, universities and higher institutions. They have captures of experts. They even have propaganda actors that they're using on a regular basis, right? We see people like Taylor Swift, Swift being used as an asset to promote and recommend their products. This is a whole system they have built that's working and they are raking in hand over fist money off of the general population. But I'll tell you, if you follow any real, you know, rich, rich people, ask them where they're going to get their health care these days. Look at, look at their posts on social media. Look at where they're going to take care of their health issues. Because it isn't to the local hospital system down the road. I can guarantee you that. And why is that? Because they know something. They know something. And that's what the general population has to push for. We have to push back on this model. It is devastating our population and it will continue to do so. Vivek Ramanswamy dropped out of the race last night, so I saw this morning. Um, he is also a part of this model. He has made his billion that way. Being a uh, pharmaceutical person, right? He has companies in the pharmaceutical uh, area and has developed pharmaceutical drugs, one that failed. Um, and then, of course, he's part of the nanolipid particle patent through his uh, connection to um, a, um, a couple of different Arbutus is one of them, a Canadian company, uh, and his connection there. So everybody kind of, you know, everybody that understands the game, they, they don't even have to be a doctor. They don't have to be a PhD. They just have to know how to work Wall Street. <laughs> and they can make money off of this model. And that should anger you. Because these are our family members that are taking the brunt of this system. It, 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 we are suffering. We are suffering the results of the system. They're not. They're not getting the same care you are. Now, how do you do that? You push back. You stop giving them your money, period. So you look for different solutions. Um, do you ever ask yourself, you know, why autoimmune diseases are exploding everywhere? It's funny because I don't remember hearing about the, you know, about autoimmune diseases when I was a kid very often. I think, you know, there was maybe one person I knew that had MS growing up. Um, but, you know, we certainly didn't hear a lot about autoimmune diseases decades ago. But now you're hard pressed to find someone who doesn't have one you know, who isn't dealing with one. And uh, so why, why? The question is, why are autoimmune diseases at an all-time high? Well, some possibilities to consider, so uh, things to look at. Um, parasites. I think the allopathic model doesn't even acknowledge parasites. They don't acknowledge the impact of parasites and uh, um, that they could have on your health. So that's something, you know, I'd be asking about. If you're going into your regular doctor, you don't want to put up with this care anymore. I would start asking some questions. What about parasites, doc? Could it be a parasite? And then I would start, you know, backing that up with research. Because there's lots of phenomenal research out there on this stuff. Right there on the NIH website, too. You just have to look for it. You just have to actually type in and look for the information. Um, vaccines. Vaccines, certainly, uh, there is research out there that attributes this uh, flare in autoimmune disease um, to vaccines. So there's that to look into, uh, not to mention the toxicity that we're living in. So we, we are living in a very toxic time. We have stuff being sprayed in our skies. So there's toxic toxins in our air. Our water is full of toxins, right? We are dealing with, you know, being overfluorinated. We're dealing with all kinds of things in our water. GMOs. This is an area 
area of study that we haven't had enough focus on. What are GMOs, genetically modified organisms, in our food? What is that doing to our health? We have to look at this stuff. You're listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. Today's show is brought to you by NaturallyInspiredMinerals.com. If I could pick only one supplement to take with me on a deserted island, it would probably be my plant-derived minerals. I've been taking these minerals for years now, and I can't say enough about them. Our bodies need efficient amounts of minerals, many in trace amounts, to function at optimum levels. Keep your mineral levels high and your body feeling good with NaturallyInspiredMinerals.com while supporting our show. One part of the work I do is working one-on-one with people to develop a healthy lifestyle for better health results. And I do that through naturallyinspirednutrition.com. And it really is my favorite part of my work because I get to work one-on-one with someone and watch the transformation process, which is truly beautiful. When someone realizes, hey, I'm not broken. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. I just need a different point of view. I just need some different tools in my toolkit. Um, when people realize that, it is it is is the reason, you know, for this work that I do. So visit naturallyinspirednutrition.com and uh, check out the information there. I would love to work with you. Uh, one more note on, on this autoimmune stuff, because, you know, it's really interesting how this is such a pervasive issue in today's society. One thing that, that your allopathic doctor will probably never talk to you about when in in uh, correlation with your autoimmune disease is early emotional trauma and how that could be a contributor to your your autoimmune uh, um, issue. So early emotional trauma, it actually predisposes the development to the initial uh, assault on the body, if you will. Oftentimes when someone gets diagnosed with, uh, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or another autoimmune disease, there's been some kind of infection and then it kind of turns into a chronic situation. And there are some studies that correlate that with a stressful event like, uh, you know, emotional trauma. And so um, the early emotional trauma uh, then, you know, weakens the immune system, makes you more susceptible. And um, this can be, you know, something that is treated as well to release the trauma. And that is, that is, that is something that the allopathic model doesn't even acknowledge is in our emotional well-being when it comes to these types of diagnoses. Um, I've been able to work with different clients who can pinpoint... Okay, pinpoint their diagnosis to a stressful event in their life. So being diagnosed with a specific condition and at that same year realizing now way later in their 50s that, oh, that was actually when my parents got divorced as well. So that is that is pieces of the puzzle that this system, this allopathic system doesn't even address And that is why we have to start looking at the whole body and all of the things that are going on and not just specialize in this, you know, compartmentalize the body. You're not going to get answers when you're compartmentalizing. All right, to the last piece here. We've only got a couple of minutes, but I do want to cover this. I want to bring you this inspired moment about the fourth turning. Um, I covered a little bit of it yesterday, and then we talked about it at the top of the show, too. And what I want you to understand is what role do you play 
Okay, so, you know, there's an 80-year chunk of history, and each generation is called a turning, and it, you know, it encompasses 20 years. So there's the first turning, um, the second turning, the third turning, and the fourth turning, and we are in the fourth turning of this 80-year chunk of history. We are in the crisis mode. So what role do you play in it? Because you do. We all do. So um, the boomers, if you're a boomer, you were born from 1946 to 1964, and you are considered the prophet of this block of time. If you are a Gen Xer, you are considered a nomad and... um, you build things that move us, and you are the repairer, the cleaner-upper, the fixer. Um, you're stuck fixing all the messes, and that is the Gen X generation. Millennials from 1984 to 2008, um, apparently you will be deemed the heroes of this, of this time chunk. You will be um, dealing with the unraveling. Uh, you were born during with the unraveling of what we are seeing in this 80-year block. That is when you were born. And so that positions you to step up. Um, there will be people that in the millennial generation that are going to need to become tough. Tough times make strong people. And the millennials are about to find that out. Gen Z, you're going to be the artist of this 80-year block. And we don't know exactly what you will fulfill, but you will definitely write about it, sing about it, and uh, be the artist around it. You've been listening to Naturally Inspired Radio. We'll be back tomorrow, 3 o'clock, 1360 KHNC. Thank you for listening and watching today's show. We aren't here to tell you what to think, but to inspire and empower you to do your own thinking for better life results. We are being shadow banned, censored, canceled, and deleted simply for sharing our message. Go to contacttammy.com and always stay connected with us. At contacttammy.com, sign up for our latest report on health, freedom, and organic lifestyle. Text the word HEALTH to 833-838-1020 and get free access to our community and a chance to win free merchandise and products. Send me a quick message and become a supporter. There are many options available and you will have a direct impact on keeping independent media healthy and growing. Go to contacttammy.com and let's stay connected.